Welcome to this podcast, a first experimental trial episode, maybe the only episode ever, maybe the first of thousands. Um, the idea for this podcast is to talk to different people about happiness, uh, not experts or who else would know about happiness? Monks? Happiness experts? No, just talking to people about their own experiences of happiness, times they've been happy, people they know who are super happy. I'm sure it will also end up being about uh, some less happy times. Well, I say I'm sure because I've listened to this episode as I recorded it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I talked to my friend Tori in this episode and we yeah, do veer from the lighter to the darker sides of happiness and its uh, opposites. Uh, I don't really know like what you meant to say in the podcast intro thing. Whenever I listen to interview podcasts and at the start the host just like talks about what the podcast what the interview is gonna be or something, I'm always like, why is this even here? But for some reason, I'm still doing it for this. I think because I'm like, maybe when it's not there, it feels disorienting or something. Like, what? I'm just dropped into the middle of a convo. But maybe that's also nice as well. Like, Love and Radio does that, and that's one of my favorite podcasts. Anyway, the intro is happening. I'm recording it. This is it. So I hope that you enjoy this first episode as I speak, uh, ask... <clears throat> as I talk to Tori B about happiness. Enjoy. Whew. Um, oh, crap. Do you, do you want me to pause it? Do you want me to stop it? Oh, no, 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 no. I was just talking to myself. I'm just, I'm not very, because I'm new to having glasses. And so sometimes I start oh. cleaning them and I make them much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I just finished cleaning them and I got this massive smear on them. I'm like, oh, okay, no. starting it. Really hard. When did so you? Annoying. When did you start wearing glasses? I'm gonna say maybe two months ago. Sometime oh, yeah, during new. semester two. Very new. Yeah. yeah, during during the most recent lockdown, because mm. my eyes were just going a bit cross-eyed, and so I went to mm. the optometrist, and they're like, "Yeah, you definitely need glasses." Yeah, right. <laughs> Has that been Amazing like that a I was big? Just, Pardon? You've like seen the difference? Yeah, I well, I didn't realize I needed yeah, and, until they were like at one point when they were doing they were figuring out what what um prescription I needed and then they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then they took it away and then I tried to read the same thing again. I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> you know, mm. like the difference um once I had the glasses on was really noticeable. But when I was reading beforehand stuff, you know, I could still read. Like, wasn't that things were indecipherable, but that now things are much clearer at this short, like, screen distance. Yeah. Yeah. I like the look as well. I like the look on you. Nice frames. Yeah. Yeah. I went for the very, very 70s style, but I figured that um, I just have a big face. So big glasses suited it. When I was wearing tiny glasses, it looked like a joke. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it looked like a prop, so. <laughs> what character is oh. this? <laughs> Definitely evil genius, you know. 
Um, I'm really self-conscious of the of my computer, like the camera being above my eye level, because I follow this mm-hmm. account on Twitter called Room Rater. And they just, when people are like, you know, on the, on like the news being interviewed or whatever, like via Zoom, they just take screenshots and they rate people's like Zoom backgrounds and stuff. It's so good. <laughs> like out of 10, I'll be like, you know, lovely, um, lovely, like plant arrangements, um, <laughs> but, you know, need, need to raise camera to eye level and cord violation for the power cord in the background, seven out of 10 or whatever. <laughs> cord <laughs> violation. <laughs> They're just constantly rating people. And I think it's become a bit of a thing or something because people, like the people in the things will like comment and be like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize like chords weren't allowed or something. I'll do better next time. Like people get really into like, and people will retweet and be like, proudest day of my life. I got 10 out of 10 on Room Radar. Like I've been dreaming of this. (laughs) So, you know, how would, how do you think that your towels would rate? No, they would not. This would be terrible. I would get scored so badly for this right now. Because they love, like, they hate plain backgrounds. Like, it's got to be, you know, they like the stuff going on. There's, like, plants, there's books, there's nice things, but there's not, like, chords. There's not, yeah, cameras are eye level. That's important. I think that's better now. But, yeah, Mm. this would get very low. You do, I reckon you do pretty, pretty decent. They would like the colors. Mm. They'd maybe Mm. say, like, I think they'd like, yeah, the kind of, you've got, like, the, close and they kind of end at your head like it's sort of directing in towards your head nicely I think they would maybe want a bit more they might say like add a couple of plants or something would be my guess but I think apart from that you get a good get a good score trying to find a plant but I was like I'm like how am I going to put it here like, that's, just, that's not that easy just in midair like, um, yeah okay that's good to know I yeah. feel like also that I have I, yeah, I changed to this spot late in the semester, um, and it is like it, I don't I don't use it, but it's purely decorative. But this dildo on the on the wall, can you re- can you you can't tell oh, what it is? No, that oh, purple, like in it's the like middle underneath. Yeah, there's like three purple objects. It's the middle object. Oh yeah, I can. Yeah, I would not have realized it all until okay, you cool. had pointed then, it out. Yeah, nice because yeah, yeah, so like definitely there would be like shoots or like zoom sessions with my tutor where i'd be like i just do this exaggerated lean just the whole time you're like yeah 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 like virtual concert oh that's so funny (laughs) just being real relaxed but you can't tell what it is yeah no like now that you say it and i peer i can tell but i would not yeah Yeah. there's definitely that creepy zoom thing where you can pin someone else's screen and like look at (gasps) what yes i do that all the time i love it yeah I definitely did That's it once or twice. <laughs> I um and I always am like, you can't people can't tell when you pin them, right? No, they can't, they can't. But then I always like have that little doubt, like, what if they what is Zoom updated and now they can tell that I'm pinning them? <laughs> yeah, you are being pinned. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen is watching you. <laughs> Especially if it's like a really large meeting, because sometimes I don't know, you're in like some class or something and it's just like some random person you don't even know and you're just like oh like what's on their wall like you're just like a curious like sometimes I just pin some random person and it would be so awkward if they knew that I was doing that uh, yeah I love it I love the social dynamics of zoom yeah this whole new world mm-hmm. cool all right well thank you for being my first podcast guest no worries. I'm still eating food. Is that bad? No, that's fine. 
I think we can just kind of ease into it or something maybe I don't know yeah I feel like I mean I don't know I've never done a podcast before but I feel like a lot of the podcasts that I like they're like say if it's like an interview podcast but they'll like have this kind of this thing at the start where they're kind of just chatting and the person's like oh has the interview started and they're like oh I guess so we just kind of chat and it all goes in there (laughs) I don't know (laughs) so coy (laughs) just too casual um <laughs> and so, uh, um, but what I was thinking, because mm. I was like before the call, I was like, oh, I feel like I need to kind of, uh, sorry, um, like ground myself or something. I kind of want to just like chill or kind of relax myself or something. Um, and then I was like, oh, right, maybe I'll do. I've been doing recently. I've been doing a bunch of this particular type of, um. Buddhist meditation called Metta. Do you know this loving kindness meditation? Yeah. Oh, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Um, and so then I was like, and it's also kind of, um, yeah, it's loving kindness meditation. And uh, I guess it like, yeah, often just kind of like makes you feel nice and feel happier. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like on theme for this podcast. Maybe we can like mm. start off the call. Maybe I can do like a little mini like guided thing of this thing for myself okay yeah cool Mm -hmm. great I'm proud okay I haven't um I've been listening to a lot of guided ones from this particular person um to Sheen Fogelman recently so this will probably be this will be like a regurgitated combo of (laughs) some of the things he says I don't think I've ever guided a meditation before so interesting Mm. all right okay so (laughs) this is fun First off, just find a comfortable position where you're sitting. I guess this can apply to our listeners as well. So I'll kind of say it to everyone. So I feel like if I started listening to a podcast and it started with a guided meditation, I would maybe just turn it off. Like I'd be like, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> the listeners, feel free to skip. <laughs> to skip yeah, over this if you're not you in the mood. Yeah, timestamp it. Yeah. But also yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a great way to start a podcast because yeah, true. I feel like I often like want to listen to a podcast, but it maybe takes me the first 15 minutes to like be present with what's going on and not just still be like, you know, distracted mm, and yeah. off, off in the world. So maybe grounding yeah. is like a great way grounding to like be everyone. present from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like this. Great. So um, yeah, just find a comfortable position. So you might be sitting in a chair, you could lie down if you want, even if you're walking around, whatever it is that is comfortable for you right now. Um, and you know so just adjust yourself to find what's everything feels comfortable and and nice and if there's any sort of slight pleasure that comes from that that it feels nice to just be in this comfortable position um, just just notice that and savor that pleasure a bit even if it's just a little bit it's very significant And now start to relax your muscles. So just scan through your body, feel if there's any tension anywhere, maybe in your cheeks, in your forehead, in your shoulders. And don't need to work too hard to force these things to relax, but just let them relax a bit if they want to. 
a thing I like to do here is if I feel like, oh, I'm tensing my shoulders rather than just trying to relax them. I try to first make the tensing conscious so that I feel like, okay, yeah, I'm leaning into this. I'm owning this tensing. I'm consciously doing it. And then I can consciously let it go. And if there's any pleasure that comes from this relaxing, it feels nice as you release these different muscles. Just enjoy that nice feeling. Okay, and now just bring a little smile to your face. Just a relaxed, easy smile. It doesn't have to be a massive grin. If it feels all right, just let yourself smile a little and see if that act of smiling feels nice, brings any nice feelings. And if so, just enjoy those. Savor that nice feelings that come from letting yourself smile. If it's not bringing you pleasant feelings, that's fine as well. So we found a comfortable position, relaxed our muscles. We've got this nice, easy smile on our faces. And any pleasure or nice feeling that comes from any of this, even if it's small, it's very significant. So just savor it. Okay, so now we've prepared our body for the loving kindness meditation. And next we'll prepare our mind. So think of something that you can feel grateful for in your life right now. Not just something that you think you should be grateful for, or that seems like something that deserves gratefulness, but something that you genuinely do feel that gratitude for. Um, it might even be just some strange little thing that other people wouldn't feel grateful for, but something you feel grateful for. Could be anything from something very basic, like that you have air to breathe right now, to something really rich and specific, a certain person you're grateful for being in your life, something fun you're doing later in the day. Just find something that you feel grateful for and then just pay attention to that feeling of gratefulness and savor it.
as you gently smile. And if you like, you can think of something else that you're grateful for and tune into your feelings around that. Or you can stay with that first thing if you're enjoying that. So we've prepared our bodies for loving kindness meditation and we've prepared our minds. So now think of a person who you find easy to love, easy to wish well towards. This could be a close friend, partner, could be a child or could even be an animal. It's often easy, it could be little baby that you know or a cute puppy uh, can even be someone imaginary it can be a fictional character could just be a little puppy you make up in your mind now but we just want some being who when you think of them it's easy to wish them well and feel love towards them mm. So picture this, this person or this animal and just let yourself feel that feeling of, of well-wishing, of love, of wanting them to be happy. Maybe it's, maybe it's someone who even just thinking of them as already just spontaneously making you feel this, might even be making you smile more. Uh, but it's also okay if that doesn't come as immediately. So we're going to cultivate this feeling of well-wishing towards this person 
or animal, of wanting them to be happy, of this open love towards them. And the first way we are going to do that is through picturing them being really happy. So maybe you can think, you can remember a time when you've seen this person really happy and just see that and enjoy that. Notice how, how nice that is and how much you want that feeling for them. Or you can imagine them in some situation or just imagine them being happy, seeing them smiling or laughing. Just notice what a lovely experience this is for them, how happy they are and how you really want them to feel this happiness. Also, if you find you're having trouble with any parts of this, feel free to switch it around. Maybe you want to change to a different person or animal if you're finding it hard. Uh, or you can think of different images of them being happy. Play around with things to find what works for you to cultivate this feeling of well-wishing and warmth in your body right now. And if you'd like, you can try saying in your mind towards this person something like, I want you to be happy. Or, I love you so much. Or, I want you to be free from suffering. The exact words aren't important, so find something that works for you to express and cultivate this feeling of just really wanting this person to be so happy. May you be 50% more fucked up on happiness. May you be 300% more ridiculously happy. Whatever works for you.
and if this picturing them happy and saying these words of well wishing, this is giving you a, a nice feeling of warmth, caring, love, well wishing towards them. Just really notice and savor that feeling that you're having. Just really enjoy that nice feeling. If it's bringing up other feelings for you that aren't just these nice or warm feelings, that can happen sometimes as well. That's totally fine. You can just let those be there as well. Of course, if it's too unpleasant, you can just stop. But otherwise, you can just let those be there. And if it works for you, you can try bringing your attention more to is well wishing for this person and those feelings. But if, if these other feelings are claiming your attention, that's okay too. Okay, so now we'll start to bring that to a close. Just take a few moments to reflect on what you've experienced doing this, anything you noticed, anything that was difficult or easy, things you noticed about particular feelings or what it was like for you. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes if your eyes have been closed and ready yourself to listen to the podcast. <laughs> mm. How is that for you? Oh, um, really nice. 
Hmm. At one point, I was like, wow, this is a long meditation. <laughs> oh, no. How long was that? I, I have oh no idea. I have no Everyone's idea. turned off the podcast. Yeah, literally, at some point, I remembered that, that this was not just you and me on Zoom. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow, boom. We're really going deep. Um, I, I guess that the guided meditations I've been listening to of his are like half an hour. So I guess I was just like copying what he does. I didn't think about the fact of how long it would be. I'm just like, I'll no. say what he says. Oh, it was man. really nice though. I mean, gosh, mm-hmm. just that. Like I find meditation kind of conceptually quite intimidating or like daunting. and um, But that beautiful feel, feeling of stillness, like after your body's just been kind of mm. at rest or like at, at at peace for a moment I really I really enjoy that um it was in parts challenging but I think definitely like the thinking about uh people or memories that fill me with like gratitude and, and happiness was that was actually quite really easy and enjoyable but then mm. um it was an interesting exercise trying to like give like give love or give happiness to not something that wasn't real but you know like trying to uh, re-ignite those trying to ignite those feelings spontaneously mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. yeah yeah so that mm. that part was harder for you than the gratitude part yeah. yeah yeah how about you yeah yeah I definitely was getting like distracted a lot by the fact that I was like guiding this thing and like what to say and stuff and sort of was forgetting to actually do the thing um but I do that at points um yeah I find the that I find the gratitude thing easier as well often I think of just finding a thing and then the kind of interpersonal stuff can be hard I think I've it's kind of it comes a bit easier now I've been doing this a little bit but still sometimes it's like the sort of other feelings mixed in or something or sometimes it is yeah a bit hard to evoke that feeling but yeah mm, definitely I think that it's like if I if my mind wanders to like you know when I when I was thinking of the power I was like giving giving happiness to the person that I was thinking of but then it's like other people wandered into my mind <laughs> that, mm. I have, like, that I also like, like want to be happy but then all of the like all of the fears and all of the, co- the complicated things of mm. relationships and stuff mm. came into it and mm. then I was like mm. and my heart was like oh like, <laughs> yeah I, like shut it I was like oh no <laughs> um yeah yeah it means so complicated. Yeah. I think maybe that's part of why they often say, like, think of like a baby or an animal or something, where you're just like, there's no like relationship dynamics or like things. You're just like, mm. totally. Yeah. And I think now I understand why. Now I understand why, because mm. trying to like just give happiness to some another like adult when you understand how complex it is for them to actually experience that it's just like oh god Mm. (laughs) exhausting Mm. Mm. yeah yeah nice thank you for showing that to me oh no worries thanks for uh playing along (laughs) (laughs) Mm. all righty cool oh this is good i do feel more relaxed now and kind of excited and stuff yeah i feel super relaxed Mm. 
cool not too sleepy just the hopefully, right balance but hopefully the one person who's still listening to the podcast also <laughs> feels relaxed oh <laughs> uh, hats off hats off to that person hats off to that person cool okay um yeah, so I was thinking like how to start off because I kind of I don't want to focus too much on like make on thinking about making it like a podcast that's like easily consumable for other people. I more want to just focus on like um, having this conversation and like asking you these questions that I'm curious about and stuff. Um, but I was thinking maybe some context or something would be helpful for random people listening. But I guess you're. Tori and you're my guest for this pilot episode of the podcast um and maybe um hmm well I guess either like you could just like introduce yourself in whatever way you like um or I could like ask you this like very sort of specific oblique angle question that might like tell us a bit about you Oh, definitely the second one. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, this question is stolen from a project I did called, or I guess I'm currently doing ongoing Dark Talk Time where we host um, conversations between strangers on the phone. Um, and the question that we uh, like to start off with is describe the house that you grew up in. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Great. Okay. So the house that I first remember growing up in um, was, it was like nestled kind of right next to the road, but it was a a dirt road that was then next to my cousin's farm. And it was a, a house. My house was also on a farm. So it was right next to this quiet road. And what do I remember? We had a piano that I think got left behind there and I remember looking back I'm like wow I was lucky I had my own room as a little kid and then my three brothers shared a room but then my dad built them a big room so that they because they were kind of like sardines to begin with like very cute like but then Mm -hmm. at some point teenagers shouldn't be like living in beds (laughs) like sardines So, so my dad built them this like um you know, an extension that I guess you can just kind of do, you can just kind of do that if you live on a back road where no one's watching, um, you can just (laughs) build your house. And my childhood home also had um, geese Mm. that I think were given to my parents as a wedding gift, which is like never give that, (laughs) never give people (laughs) geese. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. How many geese? Well, I guess maybe just two when my parents were married or, Mm. but then there was, I remember there being like a full gaggle um, when I was a child uh, and they, they also stayed when we moved because you can't just like pack geese up and take them with you. (laughs) They're kind of independent beings. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So there was geese and dogs and sheep and, but the house, the house I remember had uh I was quite young when we moved from there but I remember it had like uh cork floorboards which like cork Mm. which I think was maybe very much gone out of fashion at this point in time yeah um and I like absorb liquids 
<laughs> That's oh, it could, spill, <laughs> it could be spilt wine on a cork floorboard. Would it just stain in forever? How does that work? That's a really good question. I'll have to ask. Maybe it was no, no, no. I reckon it was a cork that was laminated. Ah, okay, that makes sense. I reckon yeah. it. You know, this yeah. would have been. This is the '90s, so I think it was laminated. Yeah. Cool. Um, because everything was laminated, and uh, we had like a. I can remember because I remember when Nikki Webster flew through the air at the opening of the 2000 mm-hmm. Olympics. And I remember the TV, we had a little TV that was like in the corner, like up hanging from the ceiling in the corner of the room. So I remember those two things about the kitchen um, and and then the, then the piano. And then, yeah, my bedroom was small. And that was, that was my childhood home. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> was it, did you, do you have like fond memories of this place? Oh. I do. I definitely do. Oh, I definitely have fond memories. We had, that's right, there was a dam near the house and a little cubby house over the dam. And I remember playing with a toy, what do you call it? Like a tea set with my friend Stacey Day. And I remember we mm. drank shampoo um, because oh we were children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yuck. But it was that like, um, it wasn't Tresemme, but it was another shampoo that smelled mm. really good. So we were oh, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, let's put it in our tea set, you know. Mm. I was like maybe about five. So, but the, it was, I have a lot of fond memories of um, playing, playing on the dam, playing in the cubby house. Not so much of having to rake the leaves. I definitely remember resenting that as a chore from a young age. There's lots of big trees around the house. Um, mm. oh, I hate being made to do chores as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess does. I just remember it being so annoying, or just being made to. Do, oh, you still being made to do things. It was just, yeah, it was, it was annoying, and I think that at some point, maybe by the time I was about ten or so, and we'd moved house, I think that I used to dress up and do chores, like maybe as a way to deal yeah. with the boredom. Wow, I would that's be genius. Wearing, like, kind of, yeah, like wearing a bit of a weird. My, Family must have thought I was a massive weirdo, but yeah, like <laughs> just you know, just looking looking nice while you're doing something boring. Mm. I think helps. Yeah, like, dre- like what type of dress up? Yeah, maybe like okay, what would I clothes would I have I had access to? Maybe a bit of a skirt. Maybe uh, I think I had this like weird blazer at the time. Like mm. so, I feel like. Maybe looking a bit professional, but mm. dapper, I would wow. say. Wow, love that, <laughs> to do the chores. Describing words, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's something that I carried on into child, I mean, into, into adulthood is just always preferring to be wearing an outfit at home. I'm, I don't really mm. wear, um, I, you know, I like I have obviously my comfy clothes that I don't wear out of the house, but I, I like to get dressed in the morning. I like to cool. always be dressed, and maybe that's where that stemmed from. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I guess, okay, so if we were to kind of um, introduce today, Tori, how about this question? How would you, how would you describe or introduce yourself now to the Tory at that time that was dressing up and doing chores? Yeah. <laughs> uh- so yeah, so it's so funny because I feel like I would be maybe if I was to describe describe myself to my teenager self, maybe I would be like 
I know I seem scary, but <laughs> I swear I'm friendly. <laughs> I think because I was like, I really loved uh, being good, and I and I think that that meant following the rules. Mm. Um, you know, no, who am I kidding? I was breaking the rules. But what was the question? <laughs> I distract myself so easily. Uh, if, how how would you introduce? Myself? Yeah, I guess like I think of introducing yourself, you know, like on the podcast, introducing yourself, but like r- rather than how you introduce yourself to the podcast listeners, how would you introduce yourself to your um? To this yes. past kid self who was doing chores, etc. Yeah, I think I would introduce m- myself as like that um, funky neighbor, <laughs> like, like <laughs> um, who. How would I introduce myself? I'd be like, hey, young Tori. <laughs> I think that I would be like, hey, do you remember your, because I I, I would introduce myself and be like, hey, young Tori, do you remember your godmother that you, you didn't really meet, but they seemed like a very cool person and they had like crazy hair and crazy nails and maybe a purple coat. Older Tori is kind of like that person. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) yeah i would describe i would describe i would describe uh older tory to younger tory as um like very oh gosh (laughs) the the time concept is like really confusing oh yeah you know Imagine the two beings in the same room and be like, oh, but how do I actually Mm. grammatically phrase this? Oh, what about this? What if, like, they don't even know that you're them in the future? You're just a person meeting them and you have to introduce yourself. Hey, this is me. Like, this is who I am. This is what I do or whatever. Like, how would you? Yeah, if they didn't know you were there. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I would be to young Tori. (laughs) (laughs) There's no one like you in the town where you live. There's no one like you in the town where you live, but there's other people like you out in the broader Mm. world. And so, um, yeah, this older time works very hard, but also likes to um, just goof around and, you young Tory you also like to work hard and goof around so you have much in common <laughs> I feel like Gandalf <laughs> young Tory <laughs> in the world uh, cool. oh god that's wow that's that's hard for my brain mm. yeah yeah thank you for indulging this thought <laughs> experiment mm. uh Great. Well, yeah, the first then, well, I guess it's not the first question because I just asked you two other questions. <laughs> but conceptually, I like the idea of this being the first question. So let's kind of like imagine as though this yeah. was the first question, which is, it's a, it's a big one. Get ready. Uh, oh, yeah, this podcast is happiness themed, obviously. 
I don't know. I feel mm. like because I don't know the cult, like I'm like, are people listening to this know that? Where, how is, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> like a people like what's the context people where I guess I'm gonna put out my blog. I guess people will know. Anyway, so the question, the big one is, are you happy? Mm, like yes and no. Mm. But I think that you can. I think that you can be both. Mm. Like, I think that. Uh, I think that I'm, I'm. We're allowed to just be like very honest, right? Yeah. As how do you make? How do you make? <laughs> <laughs> how do yeah. You? Yeah. As honest like, as you're comfortable being. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Well, I think I'm. It was just that, like, I think that I'm definitely like more depressed than I have been ever in my life. Like, oh, wow. big time. But I think that, but I think that that look, you know, it's been the past two years, you know, mm. like <laughs> the past mm. two years have been the past. Two years. So I think that, like, in some senses of like mental well-being, I'd say no. But then I think that I'm actually very happy as well, you know. Mm. And I think that those things coexist. I think that, um, I think that I do find a lot of joy in my day. Mm. If that makes sense. But there's, I think that there's, yeah, am I happy? Yeah, I think I am happy, but I think that you can, I think that happy people can also be just very sad a lot of the time. Mm. You can still be happy. Mm. Yeah. And maybe that's because like these terms are, we're using like big umbrella terms, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, So I'd say yes and no. Hmm. Yeah, not going to be all one thing. I guess it's a bit of a provocative question. All or nothing. Are yeah. you happy? It is yeah. all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. But I think that also, um, like we, I think we live in a time where there's, there's such a pressure on just that specific thing of like being happy. Um, mm. Like I think there's, you know, are you fulfilled? Do you have? healthy relationships like do you have yeah goals that you're you're able to achieve in your life like I feel like there's so many different things that can make you happy as well as like the yeah you know like actually just having financial security and Mm. housing security Mm. and good health and all of Mm. those things bring happiness too so Mm. yeah like um so many factors Mm. to, to what to the to this to this question of are you happy yeah yeah Mm. so you're saying that you're in the last couple of years you've been more depressed than you have at any point in the past but you also have Mm. in other ways you're happy like you have kind of happy times or happy moments interspersed through that or how does the happy part how do they fit together yeah. Yeah, I think all oh, I think that like most I think that it's m- most of um sorry. Ah, just closing my window. Um I think that most of the time I move through the world and I think that particularly like interactions with um friends and like you know 
just people in my life bring me a lot of satisfaction like you know laughter and like challenging and 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 that kind of all that beautiful emotional nourishment that you get from people um but then there's just the other reality of like you know just feelings of just all of the other like kind of symptom symptomatic kind of feelings of depression it's like things like mm-hmm. uh, just uh overwhelm or like mm-hmm. not, not powerlessness or like ho- mm-hmm. hopelessness i think mm-hmm. more um and i don't think that that like that you know can really be tied to i mean i think the past yeah two years definitely had a big impact on that and like a lot of what like just being around a lot of suffering or something um Mm. but it's also just being in this world is very sad and 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 I think which is why also the quest for happiness is like not futile but maybe not the only quest maybe Mm. because um I don't know I don't think that what is it was it was it um who was the who was the the one this Sisyphus, Sisyphus mm. that life is suffering I rolling the oh Camus Camus I was about to say mm. Malthusian but I'm like no that's some <laughs> other person <laughs> um, <laughs> Camus yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think that it's that simple either but I mean everything those those are all just like I guess yeah the the rolling the ball up the hill or whatever it's just mm. a metaphor I don't think that life is just meant to be suffering um, oh yeah I hope not Oof. <laughs> 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 but but I think that it's not just about um or just seeking happiness is maybe missing other things or missing mm. the opportunity to seek out other things mm. Mm. okay I have, I, have a, I have a question I want to ask about that but I'm Realizing that I first need to pee, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> if there's anything okay. you'd like to, you know, say to the listeners while I'm gone <laughs> and don't know what you're saying, feel free. <laughs> oh, my God, so much pressure. <laughs> or feel free to just stay silent.
Okay. Um, hello. Hello. Uh, let me see. I've got to have a few questions written down on this thing. Um, Uh, yeah, you were saying about um, life being about not just seeking happiness, but about these other things as well. Um, yeah, and I'm curious what what other things you have in mind. I guess I, you know, I think I think that as well. I guess like I have um, hmm. yeah, because there's like a few things I relate to what you're saying. Like partly with that thing, the mix of like. Um, this kind of background state that's maybe quite bad, like with what you've said about like suppression in the last couple of years, but then still having these times if you're like interacting with people, certain things in the world that like are enjoyable, like that being a nice time. I experienced that like I had, um, so I remember in the past I found that quite kind of confusing or something because I'd sometimes think like, oh, I just feel really bad and I'm not happy and like, don't enjoy life but then I would like also sort of think of all these times of being like oh I was really happy at that time or like doing this thing and stuff and I kind of didn't know how to reconcile these things um and I was like which I was like am I deceiving myself in one way or the other you know am I like just want to think oh life's so hard but actually I'm having a good time or the other way or what is it and then I started like tracking my moods quite closely mm. in a certain way and then what I kind of found from that is that the made it make sense more is that it was true that my like average mood was negative. Like if you average it out, it was like, you know, in the negative part of the spectrum. But at the same time, there were lots of times that I it was positive. So they were out, like if you kind of add it up or average it out, they were outweighed more by the negative things, but it wasn't that there were no mm. positive things. And then I kind totally. of that made it made a bit more sense for me that they were, could kind of both be true, that it could be kind of negative overall without everything being negative. Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about um, whether I was like tricking myself in one situation mm. or, or, or exaggerating it to myself in one situation or the other. No, I think that, I think that, that like all, yeah, like all, emotions all all of the emotional range is is real and genuine you know and mm. and like cause sometimes I think that sometimes I think I do feel overwhelmed by how happy I can feel as well you mm. know um and I think that it's like it's so nice but I think that maybe it is in the back of my head is that that the fear of like oh but am I just waiting for those bad feelings to come back yeah um but which is sad but whereas yeah. it should be like but I think that in the inverse happens as well is like of when uh when things are really terrible um I know that I'm I'm mostly able to like be confident that it will pass you know mm. um and that and that the, the, the good feelings will come back you know and that it's not just going to be this cloud forever so you kind of, so that, that sort of saying or whatever of like this too shall pass, you've like, you mm -hmm. sort of feel that internally. It's not just like a saying to you. No, it's real. It's definitely yeah. real. Yeah. That this too shall pass. And, and that's, oh yeah, totally. I think in, in all senses of things, like everything, everything, everything mm -hmm. about life, 
yeah is is transient that way which is which is you know sad but also a relief Mm. yeah yeah it's funny it can feel at least for me can feel so hard to believe that at certain times I think in positive and negative ways if I'm just Mm. feeling really bad or kind of in some spiral of feeling like there's no way to kind of solve a situation or something just feels like that's what life is or like I've kind of or even like my true self has been revealed or something oh I'm actually just someone who can't deal with anything or whatever but then also Mm. if I start feeling more upbeat I kind of find some new way to look at things or try some new thing and I'm kind of like oh cool this is how things are I think I can be very seduced by like (laughs) the how the the current moment or situation feels yeah Mm. I was about to uh ask you what your star sign is but then I remember that you're not in (laughs) I have have an exemption this is what (laughs) this is what Cena has my friend Cena for the podcast listeners um, has started is it them I think them. someone recently started saying the joke so if I'm with them and someone asked they're like oh Jalen has an exemption from stars from having a star sign <laughs> that's so funny like a medical exemption yeah exactly exactly yeah I think that I used to I think that I I do sometimes ascribe this like because I have I have a similar thing that I can be so I like the phrasing of kind of like being seduced by the present um but just like being in the present um, and sometimes finding it hard to remember that like, yeah, that not only that things will pass, but that things have been been different before. And, and um, sometimes I ascribe that to my star sign, but mm. uh, since we shall not speak of yours, uh, I won't <laughs> ascribe that to you. <laughs> um, but regardless, I guess it is, maybe it is something about, our individual natures that sometimes make it um, easy. Like it's a strength and a weakness, I think, to be like just in the present. Yeah. Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, I'm curious. I want to I wanna ask you some more, like a bunch more things about happiness. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm also curious now, because, you know, we've started off talking a bit about, I guess, the flip side or opposite of happiness of like or at least over the last couple of years um mm. feeling pretty bad or ha- like having this depression as well um mm. I'm curious if if you feel okay talking about it because it's also okay if it's like you don't really want to go into that kind of headspace um but I found like for myself when I first started um going like oh these things that I've experienced or that I'm experiencing or have experienced in the past um, actually would like probably come under this classification of like depression or like anxiety or whatever, disorder or whatever, Mm. finding that quite kind of relieving or empowering or something of like, oh, like that's not just how things meant to be or it's not just that I'm weird or this or that. It's like this thing that I can like put a name to and it's bad and found that really empowering. But then I think after a while and kind of, made it easy to communicate about about it or something as well um but then I also think after a while I think I've noticed is like because there is just this label mm. depressed anxious or whatever that I end up and I feel like this like see this just with my friends and stuff as well you just sort of end up using this label with oh I'm feeling anxious at the moment or being depressed and then 
all the kind of specifics of what experience actually is can get just kind of hidden behind this label. Like where maybe before I had that label, I think I prefer having that label because without that, it's just very sort of confusing or something, but maybe I would have more been speaking about, oh, I've been feeling this thing or thinking this or doing this and like the specifics. And then it can be quite easy to kind of, I don't know, you're checking with a friend, how are you doing? Oh, I've been a bit depressed. I've been a bit anxious. Um, mm. And you kind of like, oh yeah, it's sympathetic, but all the actual nature of that experience can be kind of hidden behind that. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of totally. curious, like just if, yeah, again, if like you feel in the mood for like going into it to just like hear a bit more mm. about what that experience is actually like for you. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think it's sometimes, sometimes it, I, I feel, I feel quite the same. I think that it is like relieving and at times to be like, Oh no, this is uh, the, I think that I find it relieving when there's, I can identify things that are specific expressions or like symptoms um, mm. that allow me to kind of have some distance from them and to mm. not feel, you know, so overwhelmed by, by certain things or like certain, certain ways that um, my daily experience is overshadowed when I'm feeling really bad. Um, mm. So it'd be like, oh no, this is just this thing or this mm. is this thing. Um, if that makes sense but Mm. then in other ways it's like oh god it's like uh yeah I think that we like our generation have this I can't imagine how it's going to be for young younger people or like following generations but like mental health and like mental well-being and mental illness is like just literally such a big part of I feel like most people's daily life um that it can start to like pathologize our experience um and I think that I don't I think that I don't mm, I think that may what am I trying to say I think that I don't uh share so often in social context when I'm feeling really depressed but I think like I do maybe anxiety and maybe because that comes into into play more with social interactions mm. um but i think that it's definitely something that i've noticed what am i trying to say but for people that have no no <laughs> <laughs> that thought has deleted itself uh, yeah i <laughs> soz <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Apology rejected. Apology. Apology. <laughs> um, no, I think it's useful. I think that it can be. I think the one thing that has I've noticed where it's a little bit. I think I guess maybe everything's a double-edged sword. Is that I think that it makes my parents more worried about me, mm. and like that's nice to know that they're thinking of me but uh I think that sometimes their worry is a little bit maybe it's like a bit concerning because I'm like no 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 this is just me and my generation like it's going to be okay like 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 I'm not alone in this or it's not going Mm -hmm. to 
it's not going to like radically alter my life course because um, I feel like everyone's life courses have been altered, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, because I feel like uh, we're so acute, the intersections of these um, acute awareness of how the mind works and this um, social uh, fascination or fixation on well-being and wellness, um, you know, intersecting with like uh, living under climate change, not just climate change, but like big seismic political shifts that people aren't in control of. Like there's so many, so many, so many, so many, so many factors um, of why everyone is really, 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 really struggling. So, you know, it's nice, it's nice to um, have my parents be supportive and not dismissive, but I think that um, I resonate with friends who talk about mental health as a collective issue and not an individual mm. issue. Um, and so that's why, and I guess that's why I started to ramble about the different reasons why um, lots of people our age are experiencing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me more about this collective issue idea. Oh, it's a bit, yeah, it's something that I've heard friends speak of who who know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, I guess the way I think about things is that I think that you maybe, and maybe I'm wrong about this because it's just my vaguely formed opinion, but that you could think about like mental health or mental well-being, like physical well-being as environmental. Um, so responding to our environment, responding to what's going on in the world. And I think that people, according to like their different like lived experiences and where they are in the world and what's happening in the world are a placed under all these different pressures and uh, they make literally make people unwell, like physically unwell and mentally unwell. And so I think that, I think that it's amazing that we have, you know, that here we have healthcare and that mental health resources are like, like uh, healthcare is mental healthcare is kind of somewhat accessible. It's like, uh, actually, it's really scary how inaccessible it's become, particularly for young people during the pandemic. That was that was really mm. concerning to hear about. Um, anyway, but what am I? Where am I going with this? But I think that these things are still on an individualized level of uh, supporting people to feel better, case case by case. And um, like I guess, like everything, it's like there's deeper root issues um, that are causing people to be unwell that are like societal at a societal level. Um, and so I think that, uh, and those are, those are issues that take a lot of solving, you know, um, you know, these are like the big issues of, you know, of like racism, sexism, the colonialism, climate change, like all of these things, like, like giant. So I think, I think that like, I think that mental health is not going to get better until these things get better. <laughs> yeah. Mm, that's why I think they're collective yeah I hope hope not (laughs) uh, I don't know how this hard enough let alone solving all these other things oh my god yeah I know and maybe you know maybe that's not true maybe maybe we just maybe we live in this time where like 
well-being is like so focalized and maybe in a couple of generations people will be like actually whatever like we've and people will desensitize and like you know like because I feel like this it's also that there is so much focus on uh yeah are you happy are you well are you functioning and all of these things and maybe in a in a generation or two people will be like actually whatever like <laughs> I don't care if you're happy. Actually, actually you're fine actually you're fine and then and then the conditioning will change and maybe people will um not be so uh responsive or ac- acutely aware of the the mental state who knows who knows yeah. <laughs> i hope that in a bunch of decades like we just have found all these great new ways for everyone to be really happy all the time this is one person i follow on twitter who's always like um you know we need to develop what does he say something like the cough like the coffee equivalent of mdma or something like something like mdma that's as like safe that's like safe and works in a way that you could just take it like coffee where like for people to kind of feel more energized and focused like you just have coffee in the morning it's yeah. like when you find a drug that you just take it and just feel really like positive and loving and it's just safe to do like coffee so maybe i hope in a few I decades think- we'll have stuff like that I think that's definitely what people thought ecstasy was when it was invented mm. or like discovered. I forget which. Yeah, people fully were like, "Yeah, this is it. This is the one." But I think that also reminds me of um, like, I think it, people deserve to be happier, and I think that I would be fine with um, coffee ingested MDMA. <laughs> but <laughs> it does also remind me a little bit of a few years ago when I was. Uh, kind of vaguely interested in transhumanism um mm. i guess from like an ai perspective and mm-hmm. uh then came across the kind of really freaky niches in contemporary transhumanism where people want to engineer out negative feelings from the human like biological experience mm. um which is just like i find terrifying because it's like if you don't if you inhibit people from feeling upset or or sad or um, dissatisfied, then what conditions will they be fine with living under, you know? And you just have the, I kind of have these like weird, like really dystopian Mm. visions of um, like the Lego movie, essentially, like where everyone's really happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, the the Lego movie is essentially also like the Matrix. Um, (laughs) Like (laughs) it is, it fully is. Wow. that like he's like do 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 like living in the world is great and then at some point he's like hold on like we're just being told to be happy and actually if you try and question the conditions that we live under um there's there's something deeper going on and that you're not actually in control of the conditions of your life mm. and so yeah and so there's there's this there's this branch of transhumanism that uh was they're just like yeah they're just like well why don't we just like they, they have this theory of evolution that humans should like that the instincts of like fear and, and uh, anger and all of these negative emotions are from a time when we needed to protect ourselves to survive. Mm. Uh, and those negative feelings were a feelings of protection. And so they're like, well, why don't you engineer those, those feelings out? Cause we no longer, we have like developed so much that we no longer need those for survival. And I would argue mm. that we do like, <laughs> yeah, I would mm. argue that those negative feelings are actually really important 
Yeah, that's such an uh, interesting question. I, I would, I mean, I would imagine that like some different settings on them we could probably do with now or something. Like <laughs> if we have the settings for like you're running around being eaten by lions, I would enjoy them being yeah. reset to like the levels of current life. Or like but- you're like, or you and everyone you know is being forced to work 16 hours a day for like 10 bucks an hour. Then you mm. want that like I'm being eaten by a lion setting to mm, mm. switch into gear. Mm. Yeah. Because that's mm. the that then that's the dystopian is that like yeah the future mm. is that pe- everyone's really happy but they're actually living like really miserable lives. And that's so interesting, right? Because what does it mean to be living a miserable life oh, if you're happy yeah. and not miserable? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like right, when right, I picture right, right, that right. and it seems dystopian, on some level, I'm imagining that the people aren't actually happy. Like are this thing where they're kind of like smiling a lot and in some kind of weird manic denial state. But actually in a lot of suffering or something. And it's like, if people actually just were sort of genuinely deeply happy doing that, then what would that mean? Is that still a bad thing? I don't know. It's a tricky question. Oh, you've got me there. You've really got me there. Um, but what if, yeah, is it, okay, are they still happy? Yeah, then what counts as happiness? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it is like more like the first part of the lego movie and not the second part um, <laughs> yeah it's no and that and maybe that's maybe that's a good point is that that happiness is um relative right relative to to other emotions or just kind of like if happiness is just a feeling yeah, I don't know. Like, is is just happiness good in itself? Does it matter if you just get plugged into a machine that makes you happy? Like, is that just as good as, like, being happy because you have a fulfilled life? Like, it feels pretty different. It feels kind of worse. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It feels it's like, I don't know. It feel. I feel like this reminds me a little bit of, I was just watching um, The Great, that very silly mm. um, TV show where, like, you know, of vaguely based on when Catherine the Great was the the empress of Russia and for those of us not on Stan um (laughs) but (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah. but the but the the Peter Peter her like um husband that she fails to assassinate um but does assassinate in real life just to be historically accurate that show is like farcical (laughs) um that he says that he says that the the, the, the serfs are happy because she's trying to free the serfs and he said he's like no blah, blah, blah. and we was like <laughs> <laughs> oh is that like it is and it is a little bit oh yeah because she's obsessed with the enlightenment right she's obsessed with this like uh-huh. revolution of scientific and very hu- humanist humanitarian um moral philosophy that says that yeah that humans should like be free and have free will and be happy this is like maybe this is like part of where this all began like several hundred years ago um but that peter who represents like you know the old i guess like the dark ages of europe or something he says that like these serfs who who have no freedom and work you know 12 hour days and whatever are happy and if they are happy, like it's so hard for him and everyone from his position to understand why things should be different. So you could imagine that in a dystopian future where people are engineered to not feel bad feelings while working 16 hour days, they could be happy, but it's like, 
who's in control of that engineering and is that just like are, are they are they self-programming themselves to be happy while working 16 hour days or which is like you know in control of that means of um emotional production or <laughs> are they like, or is there still someone or is there still peter the czar of russia who's you know engineering their happiness and telling them that they're happy so i think it, it maybe it matters like whether you're choosing it for yourself or whether someone is choosing it for you mm. yeah. so is this one of because earlier you were saying you know there are things that are important to you other than happiness it sounds like autonomy is one of those things 100 percent. yeah, yeah. <laughs> autonomy is so important to me yeah mm. um exactly yeah and and, and maybe that's um and maybe that's something that a facilitate for for me facilitates happiness mm. or joy. Um, definitely, or like I feel like I don't know. I feel like it's a very kind of abstract. In some ways, very very literal, and in other ways, very abstract. But the yeah, the idea of autonomy, which I guess is linked to freedom, um, I think is very important. And sometimes that's doesn't always directly make you happy but I think in the grander scheme of things maybe it does mm, yeah. mm, maybe. in the longer term or something yeah 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 in the longer term yeah okay I have some more specific happiness related questions I want to ask but just wanted to maybe quickly circle back before we do that with um yeah we were talking about about the um non-happiness part um, and this first things around like depression and stuff. And I wonder, um, we were talking about how like often that, yeah, you just sort of have, have this label that um, kind of hides all the detail or specifics of what's behind that. Um, and I know, yeah, and I was kind of saying, I guess how I've had that experience or kind of going, oh yeah, I've been really anxious or something. And then, But then it's like just that word sort of hides this really specific thing like you know maybe this specific is like oh I was just like sitting on my bed on like Twitter for 10 hours because I knew that I had to like message this person to tell them whether I was doing this project or not but I didn't know whether to do it or not and so I felt like that made me a terrible person and I just had to distract myself by like going through the whole back Twitter timeline of this thing that posts Batman memes or something. And then like in this loop, or there's like this kind of very specific while thinking like, oh my God, you know, I'm a terrible person. Everyone's going to hate me. Or like there's this kind of specific, um, that's actually not, oh, that's kind of like an amalgamation. That's like inspired by a true story. What I just said, <laughs> that exact thing I've not experienced, but it's inspired by things that I've experienced. Nice. Sure. Not the Batman memes part, but the 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 other parts, um, mm. and uh, yeah, I guess like if you feel like talking about it, I'm like curious about like some of what that um, yeah, sort of depressed over the last couple of years um, label or sort of headline um, has underneath it. But that, like, I did also totally understand if it's like, oh, I don't know um, if I really want to go into the deep darks of that headspace. Mm. <sighs> Let's see. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I guess 
I don't know how how helpful. I guess it maybe just out of curiosity. Um, I guess just into yeah, maybe. Why do I want to? Yeah, why do I you guess know that? Yeah. maybe because I have this feeling of like um, sharing things emotionally with people or something of like how are you going I've been like this like this and kind of like connecting in some way or the nice things that come from that of like empathy or connection but then I feel like sometimes when I'm doing that um, it's not really happening that much because we are just kind of using these general labels or something Mm. oh I've been anxious about this thing I've been kind of depressed lately and like on one level yeah we're sharing but then I feel like there's so much of the specifics that I'm just not seeing or that they're not seeing of me and like I kind of would feel a lot more kind of like understanding empathy connection this kind of thing with people if I kind of if there was more of those things so maybe I think that's yeah that's super interesting yeah well I think that the best way like the most recurring um, kind of, I guess, I'd say it's almost physical, even though it's 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 kind of conceptual because it's in my mind, but at the physical experience for me, particularly this year of depression is um, there, it's like, it is literally feels like a pressure in mm. my mind, like a, a mm. fog. Mm. Um, and it's sometimes it's so thick that it's like, uh, having to you know like it's kind of like having to move through mud or I've never been in quicksand because I don't actually know if that exists I think it's um, us terrifyingly really quicksand yeah. yeah but it's like you know uh it's like every thought has to move through the fog mm. um and I think that's probably the best and sometimes so it's like sometimes there's so much pressure that like thoughts can't there's just no room for other thoughts or there's no mm. room for clarity or mm. um, other or, or good feelings, like, or positive, positive feelings. So, mm. yeah, I think that, and I think that's where to you, yeah, to use more than just the word of depression, I think that the, the feelings of um, hopelessness, I'd say, and overwhelm are probably mm. the two big ones that the fog induces. And sometimes I can like feel it coming and I'll be like, oh, I think it's coming back. And then mm. it might be there for like just a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, and then and then it passes again. Um, yeah, but it's quite it is quite intense and and feels very physical. Like it feels like there's something kind of pressing on my brain. Mm. So it means you kind of these more positive thoughts or just kind of can't really get through yeah or they have yeah there's like there's moments there's moments of reprieve or relief mm. um but the the positive thoughts and and just everything everything in my day is kind of uh about 10 times more challenging to complete yeah because of um the inability to think clearly mm. yeah yeah I definitely experience stuff like that I notice sometimes I like um will go I'll think of doing something or I'll go, oh, I'll message this person to organize this or something. And then it's like, this other thing where my brain is just like, no, there's no point. I'm kind of like, yeah. no, that's not going to. Yeah. I just, it's like, I just yeah. saps away the idea or the motivation. Like, uh. yeah. Yeah. The motivation just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. But I find that I'm, yeah. And I, I find that I'm kind of mostly still able to, 
move through I sometimes need more time to do things or like my capacity yeah my capacity reduces but um the the crazy thing is that I often like come out the other side and things that felt so difficult to do I actually did find you know like Mm. whether it was like a social interaction or like a piece of work or going to work but I was like god that was that felt so hard Mm. like two weeks later I'll look back and be like I did fine at doing that life thing, you know, but at the time it just felt impossible, which is, then that's very confusing, you know, it's very so confusing. wild, isn't it? Because I experienced that too. And then yeah. you do, do the thing and you're like, what, but that, yeah. it can't be that. Sometimes it's just it's literally <laughs> simple. You're like, I just had to, I sent that person yeah. a thing and then I put that and then it was yeah. done. What? But how could I have felt yeah. weighed yeah. down by this for a week of like this challenge of my life? And then it was so simple. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? It was so simple, but yeah. it was like, almost bringing me to tears you know at the time but it was fine it was fine (laughs) (laughs) what is that it's like something in our brains is like has to see this as being impossible or something like it's like to stop us from attempting this thing it's like it's too hard but yeah it's like a protective thing or I don't know this is it like this is the and this is where I would be really interesting I would be really interested to know what like I don't know psychologists are saying or people of other disciplines are saying about this like yeah because if it if it is like if it is this survival mechanism that is trying to yeah like protect us then why is it trying to protect us from our daily lives? Like, <laughs> yeah, I just make us feel horrible as well. Like, it's one yeah. thing if it was like, oh, I've been feeling really chilled and haven't been doing much. Why couldn't we have like depression, but it feels nice? You're like, yeah, it's really yeah. hard to do stuff. I'm just like lying in bed, like chilling out, <laughs> looking out the window. <laughs> Not feeling very depression motivated. Relaxing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, interesting. And maybe that's like, you know, maybe we're looking at it the wrong way. Like, uh, you know, maybe we could look at it like, no, this is ridiculous thing. Like, okay, cool. I feel this way. So uh, this means that it's upside down world. And (laughs) I don't know. I just tried to like think that out, but actually. The positive, yeah. I feel like depression is one of the hardest things to find. Like, the the sort of positive angle of like because it literally is like it's just is like finding it really hard to feel any positive feeling because it also if you can be like well you know my computer got stolen but maybe I can just write a book write a book and enjoy that but it's hard to be like yeah. well I can't enjoy anything but maybe I can just uh... <laughs> enjoy that <laughs> yeah. it's pretty, pretty rough yeah, yeah, it's I wouldn't I wouldn't wish it on anyone. So I no. I don't think I'm gonna try and put a positive spin on it. Yeah. Um but it is, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So I yeah, so do you have you do you experience something like the fog that I described? Yeah, it's funny. I do ex- experience that and like part of that I don't know what to classify under different things because I'm also currently like in the process of doing like ADHD assessment. They have stuff that seems to line up with that. And some of it makes me think of more that side of things of sort of just like hard to kind of marshal my thoughts and like organize my thoughts and plan things and do things and stuff. Um, but then, yeah, so that kind of blends in. But yeah, definitely this thing of like being, yeah, it's like my thoughts are like 
yeah, in the, the quicksand or the kind of tar bog of this kind of like negative feeling and view or something, this very like contracted perspective of just like, I'm shit because I didn't do this thing or like this thing is only possible or something. And then it just being very hard for just like other thoughts or ideas or actions or something to kind of emerge mm. or move that kind of just it's just very it's very like hegemonic or like dictatorial or something <laughs> this like sort mm. of one idea or perspective that's just like you are like this because of this or like yeah there's not much space for like different thoughts or feelings or angles to emerge totally yeah totally yeah that I can really relate to it is hegemonic. Eternal hegemony. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, it feels weird to just like transition into like happiness now. <laughs> just talking about this. It's like, let's pretend that's not real. love that love that part um no but I think that yeah but I think that's why you know that's I think that's why I said what I said at the start is that that yeah you can feel really shit and also experience a lot of joy you know yeah yeah Mm. Mm. um okay well I thought maybe we could talk a little about what we might mean by happiness like I'm not a big fan of the perspective that it's like you're trying to work out the true meaning of a term or something, but just for practical purposes, if we're kind of talking about things to do with happiness, um, if we're kind of on the same page, I guess my like, well, I guess maybe first, like I'm curious what you, uh, I guess what your definition of happiness is. I always find that terminology a bit strange because I'm like, surely definitions are only useful if they're shared. But I guess like uh, <laughs> when you when you talk about happiness, usually what you would kind of mean or think of, um, and then maybe I'll, I'll share how I'm thinking about it in the context of this potential podcast. Mm. Mm. I would say what comes to mind is the the first thought that came to mind is that happiness is laughter. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. And then I think that it's a bit of a buzzword and it kind of annoys me but uh that led me to the thought of resilience that yeah and I guess because thinking you know that you're not always laughing because things are good but laughing like laughing because because things are yeah in a in a good way things things can be bad and, and you laugh about them but and I think that that's what led me to resilience um like uh so I think that happiness is maybe being able to Happiness is, for me, is being able to connect with people despite things, like despite how stressful or how bad things can be, Mm. uh, and to be able to laugh despite everything Mm. um, is happiness for me. But I think primarily, like, to be able to connect with other people. Mm. Yeah. That's one of the main things that brings you happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I because happiness, yeah, I feel like happiness is like a controversial term or something, or like people talk about being happy and then people are like, oh, but there's 
other things I mean I guess we were talking a bit about other things that are important like autonomy and stuff but then like people might talk about like meaning or kind of these other other feelings that are nice and like maybe in like a narrow def there's like a sort of narrow definition of happiness that's like mm, I don't know maybe kind of like slightly tuned out joy or something we're just kind of like oh I'm happy and like become a bit more stupid and then like just kind of run around in this happy days and be like I don't want to feel like that all the time I want to be able to do things in my life or something um but I guess when I um that sounds like being in love that's what that sounds yeah, like yeah right <laughs> what you described that sounds, 100% that's like being in love <laughs> constantly newly in love um <laughs> Yeah, I guess like in what I've just been thinking about for myself recently and what's made me think about maybe doing this podcast and stuff is like quite a more expansive definition of happiness, I guess, which is basically just like feeling good, I guess. So whether mm. that's like feeling joy or just feeling really peaceful or feeling excited or really kind of like motivated and in flow with something you're working on or really safe and connected, just kind of this range of, which is like maybe a bit of a copper, maybe that's a bit broader than how people usually use happiness. I think it's kind of within the range of, of definitions people use, but um, yeah, just kind of these, these positive feelings, like, yeah, things that feel feel good in themselves. Um, yeah. And yeah, kind of how to be thinking about how to have more of that in my life in general, this just like, these, the positive spectrum of feelings. No, I like that. I think that uh, that also makes me think that having clarity, which I think like a, like true having moments of clarity, and I think which maybe ties to feeling peaceful or at peace, is also I think brings me a lot of happiness. Mm. You know? mm. Like yeah, and and like you said, like when you're feeling really um, motivated or fulfilled by something an activity or a project that you're doing I think that I definitely experience moments of clarity where I'm like yes I'm grounded connected to the people around me doing something that really makes sense to me um mm. makes me happy yeah 100%. yeah just you describing that I makes me feel a bit mm. happy now just hearing it I'm like oh yeah that feeling that's so great and yeah. yeah 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 cool okay well with oh and then I guess thinking of this expansive thing of happiness um and I guess maybe this question will have multiple answers if we're talking about multiple um, aspects or forms of happiness but I'm curious like what happiness feels like for you like physically kind of like where you feel it in your body what it feels like yeah mm -hmm. um sometimes I get weird feelings of happiness at random times mm. like like fully like I'll be like I don't know like reading the news on my phone or like looking at like Twitter and something that doesn't is not you would think that inspiring or something but um what is it it's it's like a little like rush in my belly mm -hmm. yeah it's like it's very and it's very distinctive I think also because maybe have having the experience of having that absent for periods of time mm. is that I've become more sensitive when I feel it coming back when I feel mm. positive feelings coming back um but yeah it's yeah sometimes I'll be on my own doing something like eating a banana or something like really mm. random and there'll just be like little feelings of 
it's yeah and i know that it's like uh you know it's it's neurolog it's neurological but it is but it's down in my belly which yeah. is interesting a little um, rush a little rush a little yeah. like little these like little things like going up and down or something in my stomach or this mm. something um and then i'd say the other physical description would be when i see a friend or have yeah have an interaction with a person and you part ways and you feel that like you're like you're floating you feel it's like mm. lightness i feel like that's also a very distinctive experience of happiness for me mm. yeah lightness Mm. yeah 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 what about is, you oh what about I, mm. yeah I guess there's like a range of different types like one I'm thinking about a couple of days ago when I just randomly got in this kind of really hyper creative mood because I like um sort of spontaneously improvised this short story to some friends that was like just kind of really unhinged um, and then just was like, cool, this is fun. The world's crazy. You can just do random stuff. I was kind of skipping around. And like, that was like a very, um, uh, I guess very like energized, very, um, yeah, maybe kind of sort of buzzy, flashy, sort of flashes of things or something. Oh, I'm trying to think of how to put the words on it. Yeah, like a kind of bright, energy in my mm. chest or something um like a white light or something very bright um and yeah just like maybe a lot of energy is sort of coursing through my body that's a certain type of happiness which is fun mm. then there's like a very much more sort of peaceful thing or something which can almost more feel like the absence of other feelings or something where just kind of like I might have been feeling certain tensions or um, pressure, think feelings in my chest, all this kind of things. And then when that kind of grows and there's just a sort of maybe like a slight warmth or something, a slight sort of fuzzy stillness um, that, that replaces it. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's very, I found it so interesting hearing about different people's like physical experience of their emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Well, I guess, yeah, given these, these ideas of expansive ideas of happiness and these feelings and things, um, what are, what have been some of the happiest moments that you experienced in your life doesn't have to be you know the very top of all time ranking but just some some things mm. happiest moments uh i think huh definitely uh definitely falling in love mm. definitely like being being with being in relationships has made me intensely happy um i think particularly the process of falling in love um it's so satisfying 
uh, so many feelings of like so many dopamine hits, right? Mm. Um, uh, and 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 rushes like when someone tells you they love you for the first time, it's like mm. such a rush. Um, full full body experience. Um, so that's mm. that's really special. Is there like a, a certain um, certain moment or experience from like falling in love sometime that comes to mind? Is like yeah yeah really like I like moment. I literally yeah for sure I mean I I remember like uh this uh lover I had a while back like when she uh like we were you know cuddling I think by the river or something somewhere where we were and that she like said I love you for the first time and I remember mm. this like it was like a it was like kind of like a like a like a kind of like sci-fi experience of being like this like wave moved through my whole body. Wow. I've never actually experienced something quite like that. Yeah. Uh, it was so distinct. Um, and there was, so there was like a before or after that time, you know, there was like before she mm-hmm. said, I love you. And then after, cause like, yeah. So, so like, something, like a, so you felt that way in that moment, but then that's just yeah. a change you're feeling from then as well. Yeah. yeah wow. I think so. Yeah. Just definitely changed. Yeah. Um, and what else comes to mind? I think once uh, once I was sitting uh, with a friend on like a, a, it's like a swing, I think some swing anyway, at a party somewhere. <laughs> and we had been friends for a few months. We'd become like very, 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 very close, like best friends. And I remember we were like cackling like old witches and we were literally <laughs> had the feeling that, we would we were talking about it at the time that we were like so happy that in that moment and in our friendship together that we could you know die and be happy or like grow old together wow. in that time and be happy mm. you know yeah never forget that um those moments and, it, and it's true it's really true like even if things change after that um you know and things change with time and feelings change like those moments where we were just purely happy um mm. in each other's company um it's so special so special oh, I love that yeah yeah yeah, yeah really nice mm. yeah. Mm. yeah those are just a couple that I can yeah. think of yeah connecting with people mm. yeah yeah <laughs> what are what are some of the happiest like um times maybe this is kind of like what you're already saying but sort of longer periods in your life I guess I'm thinking so as opposed to like a specific moment just kind of you know oh that I don't know that year that I was in Italy on exchange or you know this <laughs> that, <laughs> those couple of months when I was working on the show or are there certain times like that that come to mind it's, Mm. I think that oh that's a good question maybe the like definitely definitely the year in Italy when I was in exchange (laughs) it was Germany but yeah yeah no I think uh because that's yeah that's yeah when I met that lover and 
Oh, so it is. So it was an exchange year. Was one of the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying there's a random example. There you go. I know there's a random random example, but yeah, no, definitely that time. But I think also like I get a really I get a lot of satisfaction from um, event organizing. I don't know. It mm. probably sounds really weird, but cool. I get I get a lot of joy from it's a because it's it it satisfies so many of my. Um, desires to like bring people together and uh, have fun but also uh I really like problem solving Mm. um on like uh on like large scales uh so event organizing really satisfies that need um and so I've I've done a, a bunch of that in lots of different ways over the years but uh I can think like a few years ago, I organized a really big student conference uh, with a collective of people. And it wasn't just students. It was like lots of like activists and people from all over the place. But um, it was really crazy stressful. But I think I also it also made me really happy, um, you know, and, and it wasn't just the, the, the week that it happened, but it was the year preparing for it and mm. the year that we had to fundraise afterwards because we lost so much money like it was like, like, <laughs> like, like it was like the years of like the, the the challenges and the um solutions and problem solving together and mm. um getting to tap into all of these different skills and and work with um so many different people um I think that that period that that period uh I was quite happy yeah I was quite happy even though it was very hard and complicated work yeah but having this thing to to do with this group that was like where the problems were satisfying to you and yeah 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 when was that that was that was around 2017 to 2018 19 around that time Mm. Yeah. And so that, and was that like that having this thing made you feel happier, like in life in general? Was it like when you were doing that stuff, what was that? Or did you feel like it kind of just also changed the overall background feeling of your life in that time? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess it did give, you know, because it took a year to organize, it did have, we did have this it gives you a frame, like a trajectory, Mm. which is interesting. And then Mm -hmm. I guess the period afterwards as well. Um, But yeah, I think that definitely having, having a a goal or having a vision that we were working towards felt really good. But also I think uh, being connected to something bigger, you know, Uh, Mm. because it was, it was a student conference that's run for like, 30 years and you're connected to like people Mm. all over the country and and like generations of and like yeah I think that being connected to something bigger was also maybe what gave it um a lot of I found a lot of fulfillment in that um Mm. because I've worked on other other things in the present and in the past where you're like a lot more kind of isolated a little bit kind of more isolated like you're just offering something to the world and Mm. you're not plugged into this broader structure and I think Mm. that it can be a lot harder to find that fulfillment because you don't already have that you don't already have your position kind of 
um, validated by the broader yeah. world, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Does. Hmm. hmm. What? I started speaking before I had um, <laughs> chosen the question. <laughs> what? 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 what, what? Um, <laughs> uh, how much? Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess this connects to that one. Like how your so you were saying that this those couple of years around this or a couple of years or so was like really happy time um, and the exchange time, like how has your happiness changed over the course of your life? If you were to like maybe graph it or it could be a more complex thing, maybe it's a abstract art painting, <laughs> if you were to kind of um, chart the biography of your happiness. I think I could actually do it because it's only 26 years. I reckon I could do it relatively well. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm doing it with my hand, so I'll describe yes. it as well. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I'd say childhood, fine, happy, pretty, um, nothing much happening there in terms of challenges to happiness. Um, I'd say when I turned about like 16 or something uh I started coming to Melbourne a lot on my own and I think that mm. brought me a lot of happiness mm. I started to really like become an independent person um uh, uh and then I think when I moved to Melbourne um I just after finishing high school then big happiness definitely explosion of happiness mm. um oh someone's just started mm piano and it is beautiful mm. we, i thought it was like an ice cream truck going <laughs> if i hear the ice cream truck sound <laughs> um okay Ooh, sorry i'll try and return my, what was i saying oh yeah turn 18 big explosion of happiness but also but also 18 first experiences of um anxiety and like mm. men, like mental health like mental health in the sense of like it being destabilized um and then I think but like big explosion of happiness like very much like starting to become my own person around 18 and then at 21 again big shift I think which is when I stopped identifying as like female and as a woman Mm. um and I think that that brought me a whole new uh chapter or like yeah totally new realm of uncertainty definitely but also um new different types of joy um and Mm. sense and sense of self and I think that my happiness was really kind of like enhanced by that and then I'd say that then I'd say that things are pretty steady maybe until I was maybe about 23 or 24 I think that I started to really battle with anxiety and then depression and then and then yeah and then starting to like struggle to generally just feel happy but I think that that sweet spot from like 18 to 24 was a really Mm. good time yeah Mm. (laughs) it was a really good time like it was obviously it was challenging had many challenges um but I think I was really most I was on the most part like super happy 
even if I was struggling with anxiety and stuff. And yeah. And then 24 to now. Yeah. Medium, medium, medium to good. How old are you now? 26. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the last couple of years, which I guess is mo- yeah, mostly COVID time, is it? Mostly COVID time. Yeah. Yeah. And with the, um, that conference organizing thing and the exchange, were they both in that 18 to 24? They were in the you know? 21 to. Oh yeah. Sorry. The 24. Yeah. 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 Yeah, cool. So that was like mm. real peak period. Yeah, it was. But like, I really don't want to believe that it was the peak. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But it was the 80. first, the smallest of many peaks that will rise yes. over your life. Just yeah. base camp, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious because you were saying when you stopped identifying as a woman that brought you I think you said like a a new kind of joy or something that's probably not the exact words you use but like a certain um yeah and I'd love to hear more about that what that was yeah um I guess it was when I started identifying as non-binary it was uh it was just a massive relief um that I again I guess maybe again this thing about autonomy that I didn't have to um be told what to do in terms literally in terms of my gender Mm. um that um I was just feeling such vast amounts of frustration at being treated like a woman and I really didn't want to be um and uh my partner at the time was just like oh yeah you don't have to and I was like (laughs) you know um (laughs) and it was just like it was just like offered to me as this like it was kind of like um at the moment I'm really interested in the idea of augmenting reality um and 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 I feel like that was like a real moment of augmenting reality where they were just like hey you know it sounds like you don't want to be that way and you you know you don't have to and I was like oh it just like opened up this realm of possibilities um that I didn't know was open to me um and yeah, I got to start experiencing the world and my life in a new way, which was really exciting. Mm. Mm. What were some of the um, ways that it was new or the kind of things started feeling different? Hmm. I should try and think back. I think that in the beginning it was, yeah, the ability to, like literally identify myself in the way that I chose Mm -hmm. Um, and that some people would start to like see you differently and see you more see me more the way that I saw myself like Mm -hmm. obviously not heaps of people yeah some people Um, and yeah I think that rather than feeling confined to like rather than feeling confined to express myself in a certain way, um, I was suddenly, I'd like flipped it, you know, and I'd like given myself the opportunity to express myself exactly how I chose, which is like sometimes really intimidating or it's like, and something that I like really still struggle with, like on a day-to-day basis. Um, But um, it was yeah, it was new and it was really um, 
freeing what is it liberating i guess yeah mm-hmm. yeah it sounds like a really connection with that autonomy stuff you're mm-hmm. talking about and me would it yeah yeah what is what are things that you like um have kind of noticed make you happier in general like I guess we talked about some of these sort of specific moments or shifts or things I guess I'm curious and I guess this is also just coming from like a very selfish place of like me wanting to be happier and find ways to be happier and stuff because if there's things you've kind of noticed over these years of like oh yeah when I'm doing this I'm happier if I have this in my life I'm happier or once I did Mm. I guess some of these are specific things you've done like that has changed um has like made you happier in this ongoing way so it could be things like that as well but just um yeah things that yeah things that make me happy um calling my friends (laughs) (laughs) talking to friends talking to friends makes me so happy um and and I guess you know like going back to that meditation that we did at the beginning like being grateful for the people in my life and Mm. like makes me happy it really does um to have such beautiful beautiful people that I can call on Mm. um and then things I guess that are quite specific to me like watching movies like Mm. really makes me happy like watching same like yeah true yeah when I started like yeah. trying to do all this tracking and recording of moods and activities and stuff a thing that I really surprised me from that was that one of the strongest positive correlations with happiness is like if I was watching a movie so interesting yeah. is it a specific type of movie for you well it's funny you ask this is what I yeah I started wondering I was like is that, I think so I think yeah I think it's so. in general it's pretty good but specifically stuff that like is that really um maybe like a, re- a kind of really emotionally intense drama or not necessarily that but stuff where I really get sort of sucked into this world of these characters and stuff um and that is making me feel stuff I think is like the has the most positive impact like I do also enjoy lots of kinds of movies but the type of thing where you're like just really in there and it's kind of like you feel like you've really been through something when you finish the movie, you know, like not necessarily really mm. negative, but like it's been a real journey that's really like engaged your deepest mm. parts and emotions or something. Yeah. So I guess totally. more kind of serious these type of movies, but like comedies can't like, you know, movies that are quite funny can do that as well, but it is often stuff that is more, I guess, kind of, um, maybe a bit art housey or kind of like serious uh mm. what, what's the what's the word I'm looking for just like maybe it's even like more um more highbrow or something which kind of annoys mm. me that it's like <laughs> I'm like oh but it's like these things that are Your kind of like quote funny. like good films I mean there's heaps of stuff like that that I just find super boring and hate but then like yes. stuff where I do really connect with it but often I will not go for that like if I'm watching something I'd be like oh I'll watch this random like sitcom or something because like Mm -hmm. going for some more in-depth or kind of um what was the word I just used highbrow something thing I'm like oh I don't know that's kind of a commitment or boring or intense or something but then when I do do it I've kind of learned that if I do just dive in it's like this great experience yeah yeah is it how about for you with movies yeah 
yeah, I think I'm I'm quite the same and uh, I do have a bit of a snobby taste in, in cinema um, and that's fine. It's, I mean, yeah. I think it's like highbrow, maybe not even so much highbrow as, yeah, I guess, yeah, like uh, independent and like art cinema, I guess, which yeah. I think that yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's highbrow because you have to like learn to, you have to learn to understand it and like I tried getting my parents to watch just like a Wes Anderson film once and they were like uncomfortable <laughs> they, were like, <laughs> like, they were like we don't like this I was like okay yeah um but uh yeah it's what is it because and I and I, I accept that about myself because it's like when when the movie starts and you know there's a shot that just like kind of like it takes your breath away or the image is like strange mm. or the image image is really interesting and it does it brings me those giddy feelings like in my tummy like it brings mm. me those those feelings it does it, yeah. it, it excites me and puts me on edge but it's not just um not only like you know even if it's like I don't know some like bizarre like Czech like film from the 80s or something like that like amazing and definitely gets me going but also uh just anything that's kind of new and interesting for me so that mm. at the moment is uh like Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves together mm. Re- oh. really excites me wow <laughs> what are they in together so just, they're in speed oh yeah um and what else are they in they're in oh crap what else oh no speed is there oh this I haven't watched speed two yet but there's another film they're in together that I can't remember. But then I've also been watching like Point Break, which is like a just like, watch that um, like a couple weeks ago. Oh my god, amazing! <laughs> it got me going. It was so good. So like, it's not yeah. It can also be like um you know very mainstream cinema that has something interesting going for it. You know, like mm. um Speed was like amazing for me. That was a movie that was about uh, urban design and how important urban design is. Mm, um, wow, because. You know, it's like it's a genius film where they made they made like literally a speed limit, like a dramatic tension. You know, yeah. it's like 50, 50 miles an hour is like yeah. the crux of the film, and it's genius. Um, yeah. Anyway, so what was the point of that? Um, yeah, it doesn't have to just be like really like kooky independent cinema. It can also be very mainstream stuff, but something that um, is like challenging and new and exciting. Uh, and it. Uh, what does it what does it do for me it kind of like refreshes me it mm. t- I guess it takes me out of my mind for a while yeah. but also like uh it um stimulates all of my creative senses um and I think that maybe that's going to be uh, maybe that's music for other people and maybe that's like drawing or making something for other people but for me it's watching movies create it, it's my creative stimulation yeah, it make, gets I me thinking about everything. Yeah, mm, opens things up, jiggles things, gives things a bit of a yeah. shake off. And, it does. Yeah, yeah come on, does. everybody, get out of bed. It's morning. <laughs> That's it. That's fully really it. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, throw yeah. a word so for that, that makes really? That like, oof, you've been gone shake it, sort of shaken up in a good way, or stimulate yeah, maybe, I, I guess know. stimulated or yeah stimulated stimulated positively yeah. stimulated yeah ignited yeah <laughs> people have that with all different things right like some people have that of like you know like doing math theorems or something i sometimes yeah. about that trying to prove math theorems less than i would like oh. it would make assignments more fun but yeah totally sometimes i started to like yeah. yeah i started to get that way with um writing 
this is how much of a nerd I am. I started mm. to get that feeling sometimes when I write essays. I guess. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've fully gotten to that level. Yeah. yeah. Do you have, I would love to like read an essay that you've had that feeling while writing. If you have one that you would feel. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go back through my folders. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, I think I'll, uh, I'll message you to. it's not for the blog Um, yeah yeah (laughs) i mean we could bonus bonus content um uh um yeah so calls with friends watching these movies um any other things that come to mind Uh, going, not that I even like feel like I dance that much, but going out dancing, mm. like in, in inverted, I'm doing yeah, like air yeah. quotes, you know, like going yeah. out dancing, like, yes, because that, that involves putting in an outfit, which mm, is very outfits. satisfying, doing that with a friend, very satisfying, mm. being very silly. Uh, and then going somewhere that's like maybe you're going to see lots of people you know, maybe it's going to be people you don't know. The adventure, yeah, the mystery, possibilities, the mystery, right? The possibilities, the yeah. nightlife. Yeah, I think that those those are things that they, sometimes they can be like feel they can feel a bit laborious or like anxious to like get towards um, or anxiety inducing, but like 100 percent satisfying once I'm there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's like, you know, sometimes like the city can be a really intense place to live, but I think that those are the kind of things that make it really worth it for me. Mm. Yeah. That kind of sounds a bit similar to the film thing in the like the possibilities or kind of new experiences or people or images. Yeah. That's like related. Yeah. 100%. That's really true. That is a nice parallel. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because they're both, both are create kind of very, very creative outlets for me. Mm. yeah yeah mm. cool all righty well, i guess we're coming towards the end of our time here um but one thing i wanted to yeah ask is who is the happiest person that you know don't feel too pressured to have to find the absolute most but um huh Mm. <laughs> I've got like a top few in my mind. Mm. Okay, I would say. Oh, who is the happiest person? <laughs> Can I put my niece, who's like, yeah. Three? Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it to twist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that she is kicking goals. I think that she's also a very like uh, friendly child. Like she's very like caring, which is it gives you a lot of hope um, to see um, children come into the world and be caring and kind. Mm. Um, but she's also just a massive goofball and. Uh, <laughs> I think she's a genius, yeah, <laughs> and, and very happy. So yeah. is it just like she kind of enjoys everything or what's her, what's her secret? <laughs> <laughs> what's, this, what's this 
Three and a Does half she do coaching? Does she, <laughs> Does she do TED Talks? Um, she's very, I think that her secret is that she, like she has a younger sister who um, has had a like troubled like life so far in terms of like never sleeping and kind of always being an unhappy child. So I think that she's learned to um, be sensitive she's learned to be like caring to her sibling like which is really inspiring so I think that she's just learned that sharing is good and being friendly um if you be friendly you'll have lots of friends she's got lots of other three-year-old friends so Mm. and I think that that brings her a lot of fulfillment um yeah and if you are a goofball you're probably gonna make your parents days better you know (laughs) like if you goof around and have fun together. So I'd say that's it. I have no idea what a secret is, but that's my guess. <laughs> I could do some more goofballing in my life. I could turn up the goofball level. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that I feel like I had some of that in childhood of like, oh, being fun and making a friend feel better. And I feel like that impulse has also backfired in some ways of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Control yourself it's... into whatever to make sure that people don't get angry. But um, I hope that. Oh, that... totally. I hope that works out well further and I'm going to take some inspiration. <laughs> be kind. So what, what can I like learn from you, Disney? Speak, treat others kindly, be friendly. You'll have um, lots of share, friends. Share. Be friendly, share and um, have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun be because I, I think, I think that's better than what you said, because I think that um, trying to placate others is dangerous territory. Mm. I agree. And I don't know if she's aware of that yet, but <laughs> there's plenty of time for that realization. Maybe next come. year. Maybe next year. We'll, As a four year old, we'll have a chat. God. Have a chat. Just yeah. be a people pleaser. Since ever from three to four, I'm just a total people pleaser. Then I realized I did a lot of introspection. Everyone has to look after their own happiness, and I can't cater for them. <laughs> yes. It's a big lesson that she's got on next year. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Cool. All righty. Um, any, any last things that you wanted to pop in around happiness or anything? Oh, um, unfinished threads. Just, just that I, I hope that um, I didn't come off to... Um, I was going to say new age. I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I would talk. No. No, I don't think I did. I yeah. about well-being you did, a lot, you did talk about astrology. I but did, that was like yeah. one, that was like one, just one that was little one thing joke. that came up. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Well-being. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I feel like I more experienced you as like being quite questioning of the like well-being culture. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which is my intention. But I maybe, like, mm. maybe by talking about it a lot, you start to sound Oh, like yeah. Um, but no, mm. yeah, no, just uh, thank you for this very interesting experience. Um, oh, yeah. What's it, has it been like? I've never been, um, have I been interviewed for someone's podcast? I don't think so. No, this is, I think this is my first podcast. Yeah, um, this is my first one interviewing someone for a broadcast as well. Yeah, yeah, you did great. I think you handled thank it well you. when I had... Did not did not know what to say or retracted my sentence halfway through. <laughs> oh, I didn't even remember that. Like, yeah, you handled it well. You handled cool. it well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it like? Was it uncomfortable at all? Kind of being spotlighted, or what's it been like? 
no, I think I warmed up to it. I think mm. that, no, I think that I mostly felt really comfortable sharing, which was really nice. Mm. Um, and that I think that we went on some interesting, I think we went into some really interesting directions. And I think I brought in, for me, the appropriate amount of pop culture references. Like, <laughs> specifically movie references. I'm like, this yes. is how I this is how I talk. So yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing that everyone takes away from this podcast, I hope it's to go and watch Speed starring Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. Yes. And then you will and be And the happy. Lego movie. And the Lego yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. And the Matrix if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Be Keanu, Keanu. Um I am a big Keanu. I yeah. but also, but also, it was only when I watched Point Break that I realized he's a really bad actor. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a terrible actor. <laughs> I didn't notice until then. <laughs> he's terrible. Such an epic story. I just fully didn't notice how bad he was at acting. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he kind of—I feel like he's he like, flies under the radar by just not doing much. He kind of just keeps his yeah. face still, just kind of says stuff. He doesn't draw attention to how terrible an actor he is. But if you watch, you're like, <laughs> yeah. You notice it. It's like he has this line in Point Break where he's like, why can't I say how I feel? Because yeah. like- <laughs> I think he's just empty. Like, as in he's not, yeah. not as a person, but yes. like when he's acting, like there's not actually anything going on inside him of this character or feeling. So as soon as it's something yeah. other than just sort of like saying a line, like get the guns or something, then you just see how much there's nothing actually going on inside. Yeah, oh, I think I remember okay. that moment. I think I also noticed it. Yeah, because it's just like, what? You're not, you're not stressed about not being able to express your feelings. You don't care. You're no, just shouting. You have feelings. <laughs> what can I say how I feel? What can I say how I feel? It was so, what do you call it? Strained. Like it was, oh, it was uh, so uncomfortable to watch, but I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, honey. Cool. All righty. Yeah, well, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, yeah no, thank you so much for having me. Um, and yeah, yeah, nice just also to learn more about like different things in your life and stuff that I didn't know about. Yeah. 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 Cool. Alrighty. Well, have a lovely day. You too. You and too. And good luck with the podcast. I'm really excited to hear where it goes. Thank you. Yeah. I reckon I'm going to just get this. I don't think I'm going to like edit or anything, unless there was anything that you like wanted edited out or that you were like, I wish you didn't say that or something um no I think there was definitely some moments where I just didn't have anything to say which was maybe a bit awkward but um that's fine like re- realistic texture or something <laughs> yeah really and have you got a name for it no no I thought I'm trying to like do a thing where I have an idea rather than like trying to do like the easiest experiment first before because I feel like often in the past I would be like yeah, I'm doing this podcast with a name, like think of all these guests and questions and like get design a cover image or like do all this stuff and then just like do an episode and stop. So I'm trying to get a bit more in that direction where I'm like, just do the, do a thing. And then then if I start being like, oh yeah, this is happening, then do the other stuff. So I don't even have a name. But I guess I'll have to call cool. the, because I put it up in a, in a, on my blog, I guess I'll have to call it something. The Happiness Show. Oh, I would never listen to a podcast called The Happiness Show. No. I don't think I'll listen to any podcast with happiness in the title, sadly. No. Maybe are you not. happy? I might listen to that. It's a bit more like Are you happy? Mm. Are you happy? Yeah, that's not bad. You What's your blog called, by the way? Uh it's called Average Attempt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'll look that up now. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If you think of any um, names, let me know. Are you happy? Yeah, I'll let you know if I think of anything. I also am, yeah. um, I kind of re- avoid naming things because I hate naming things because I find it really hard. Mm. Untitled podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Insert title. Untitled yeah. podcast number 1,232. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unnamed podcast, maybe about happiness. No, yeah, yeah. don't come to me for names. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Great. Well, yeah, have a lovely day. And um, thank you. I'll see you, I guess, at least. uh, um, Oh, yeah. Do you reckon you're going to do this uh, screenplay screenplay in a day thing? Yeah, I just I haven't got my shifts for that week of. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no worries. I reckon I'll probably come. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, Just let me know when you when you know. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, Sweet. yeah. Have a nice day. I think I've said that about a hundred times. And have a nice day. Have a lovely day. day. Have a beautiful. Have a happy day. Have a happy that you day. feel the 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 uh what was it in the in the belly? The, um, oh yeah. The the what did you call it? Not the shimmers. The the, the tingles. Yeah, whatever that feeling is. I hope that that yeah. comes up on you at some point today. Oh, thank you. And I hope that you feel the the bright light coming out of you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. So do I. Gosh, we sound so spiritual now. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> Damn it, it is new age. Oh, well. Oh, cool. Nah. Right. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> see ya. Okay, bye. Bye.